Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Jared Mitchell. Jared, you are the owner of Beefy Sites, and uh, you have an interesting background. You've been working uh, for about nearly seven years with Neil Patel uh, as a senior e-com strategist. Uh, So, Jared, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so, so much for having me, Josh. Stoked to be here. Thank you all for listening. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, give us an overview of what Beefy Sites is. Sure. Beefy Sites is just kind of a passion project I made over the years from working with Neil and also from running my own e-commerce businesses for about 17 years. Mm-hmm. You can imagine I've gotten the, the question of, you know, how'd you do it? <laughs> Quite a bit. So I started Beefy Sites. Beefy, Beefcake was my nickname in college. If you meet me in person, I'm kind of like a bigger guy. And so I just thought I call it BP Sites. And um, basically all it is, is just, you know, learn how to e-commerce. But really my specialty is kind of working on one-on-one with businesses that are e-com, just personally training them hand over hand how to scale their business. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Jared, my experience with e-com is, I, I feel like e-com is one of those areas that if you're paying attention you're pretty diligent. You're pretty smart. Um, I, I think that you know if you kind of show up and, and you you know work work your guts out for a little while, I feel like you can make a pretty good living pretty quickly uh, if you if you follow the advice. But then once you get to that point, you know that it, I, I feel like there's a couple of different roads you can go <laughs> in terms of like <laughs> if your ambition is to scale the company, um, what got you there is my experience is not likely what you need moving forward. I don't know, but you're the expert on that. That's just kind of my outsider observation. Yeah. You know, what's funny is um, it's actually kind of easy currently to get a brand off the ground and grow it to a place where you're making a decent living. Um, But a lot of the methods that people are using uh, it's, they're not really like building a real brand or business. And they don't really like even own their own business. Like they, they're selling right. a product on Amazon or something. <clears throat> Excuse me. Any point in time, Amazon can shut you down. Your business is done. <laughs> yeah. I know because I have my best friend. So one of the things I do is really help people diversify their sales channels, build out a real brand, get like a real audience with real customers, um, which sounds kind of funny. But I mean, nine out of 10 businesses that come to me have this problem. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and for someone who says, Jared, that would never happen to me. Amazon's not going to do that. Can you, can you share a little bit uh, of your wisdom and experience? Well, let's see. I've had two Amazon stores from the beginning, maybe more um, that I own personally. I want to say I've been shut down by Amazon and I'm like a real brand. Like <laughs> I want to say I've been shut down by Amazon like almost 10 times. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's ways to get them back. But I mean, 
a competitor can shut you down. They can just like do a bunch of bad reviews and like do all oh, this no. stuff, which has happened to us before. That's or, like, terrible. Just, you know, screw up on shipping. And, you know, Amazon's it, it should be a big part of your e-commerce strategy for most of these e-com businesses. So it's a problem. Wow. Yeah. All right. So what are some ways let's, let's say someone is on Amazon right now. So you mentioned one, like, Someone could be a total jerk and just start badgering you with bad reviews, and that would be enough for to flag a review or worse, right? Yeah, they'll also um, file a trademark dispute against you, even if they don't own the trademark themselves. There's some really, really shady, greedy things people can do to you. So, and, and by the way, I don't consider myself like an Amazon expert. Thankfully, I know some. Yeah. I like know enough to be dangerous, um, but yeah, it could be a real slippery slope for a lot of these businesses. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause Amazon, I mean, they're doing what they have to do to make sure that there's a good quality of service on their platform. If mm. they were, you know, if Amazon was filled with just a bunch of just terrible, you know, crappy product, you know, wish.com, you know, <laughs> products or whatever, then yeah. I mean, that, that damages the whole reputation for Amazon. So, I mean, I get why they have to uh, police that. So, uh, you know, so strongly, but, you know, and I would imagine there's probably some automation in there that, that can kind of be a mess as well. Yeah, Josh, we recently just had a meeting in our shipping department here. I own two e-commerce businesses, both in skincare, 17 plus years. One's a brand. One is a retail store of over 300 brands that we resell. Wow. Just had a meeting the other day because we got put on notice on both accounts. I had to fire my operations manager because he wasn't doing his job. And the meeting was with Amazon, we need perfection. So as an e-commerce company, that's basically what I tell my own employees and my clients. You basically have to be perfect. You have to ship on time. I think that your products need to actually be really, really good and not cheapo junk from China that you're just trying to make a profit on, yeah. you know, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's, and I think you've gotten some people's attention here on <laughs> what you've shared so far. All right. So let's say, yes, we're just leveraging some platform and now we want to start. Okay. Now it's time to start building and scaling and building our own like legit brand, where do we begin? Goodness gracious. First of all, some start with something that you're actually passionate about. Like I understand everyone's passionate about making money, but after a while that, that like loses its luster if you've owned a brand for like 10 years in a way. So if you're not investing in a product that you actually have a passion for and enjoy talking about, don't do it. It's like life's too short. So that's like <laughs> a big sort of spiel for me. By the way, I'm not super passionate about skincare. Okay. Like I use sunscreen when I go surfing and all this stuff, but my wife and I worked together for 17 plus years. That's oh. a whole nother story. And I am passionate about her. So it makes it worth it. <laughs> <Well, stop. laughs> that, that website, that skincarebyalana.com? Yeah, that's our retail website. And then our brand that we started recently to help increase margin on skincarebyelaine.com is just under her name, Elena Mitchell. Oh, cool. Um, we're also looking at launching a new brand next year that we're really excited about. Oh, terrific. Well, all right. So in, an, in a noisy market, skincare, for example, 
How does one differentiate themselves? Mm, yeah. Um, the head of my marketing over here, we call her the niche queen. <laughs> um, skincare is so convoluted these days. I mean, when we started it 17 years ago, it wasn't, you know, um, but these days it's like caught on that, like it's a hot place to be. So you have every Tom, Dick and Harry trying to get in, you got venture capitalist companies and all this stuff, you know, putting, putting money into beauty brands and startups and all this. And so that is a big discussion we've had around here recently because we're looking to launch a new brand next year. And so we've done a ton of surveying focus groups, market research, trying to find a niche. At the end of the day, I don't care what your business is. It's about finding a need and filling it, okay? So if you can find that audience that's really hot, that has that product that you're passionate about, that they are not being served to properly, that's the secret, I think, to growing and scaling any business, much less e-commerce. Did I answer yeah. your question? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and so, so niching, niching is extremely important. Knowing who your audience is, communicating directly to that audience, um, and you know, it may mean. And I think um, you know, maybe an am say amateur, but someone newer in e-com might just say, well, I want to sell to everybody. I don't want to miss out on any market share. Um, what's, what's the, what's the <laughs> why is that bad advice? Well, yeah, Neil and I are really passionate. Like if you're going to start a business, start with a niche and kind of pulling every, all my answers full circle. I start with something that you're passionate about because you're going to understand there's probably the niche you're starting with is yourself. Like your customers are going to be pretty similar to yourself. So you're going to understand the product because you're passionate about it already. You're going to understand the target customer persona because it's kind of close to someone like you. So we get that question all the time, like, where, where should I start? Like, what do I start in? You know, how do I like put my best foot forward? Forward. It's about authenticity. It's about knowing yourself, um, knowing what you're passionate about and knowing that audience. And it should come naturally. Yeah, right, 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 right. Which is, um, you know, obviously the next thing I want to talk about, because, you know, if we're talking about skincare or a lot of different e-com brands, um, working with folks that have existing audiences. So might be influencers. It might be, you know, again, um, you know, with Savings Angel, you know, my other company was a very, it was consumer brand. And so I just simply worked with people that already had my audience pre-congregated. And I work out a great win-win uh, for the influencer, for the platform and say, how can we work together? Let's talk about that. Make it hugely valuable for each of us, get their full participation. In. And man, my job gets a lot easier. That's a lot of people that I don't have to start a relationship with from scratch. But man, let me give you like about five minutes to just geek out on working with influencers and working with people that have audiences. Yeah, absolutely. So which, where did you want me to start? Because that was a lot of information. I want to make sure. <laughs> well, let's just start with influencers specifically. Uh, yeah. Why? How does that work? And, uh, you know, I, I, now I should say there are a lot of ways you can completely screw that up. And <laughs> if you're talking with, let's say, because inf influencers um, might, uh, influencers are in business. It's, it's a business. That's their business. So their business, obviously, they they obviously want to have a great relationship and maintain the integrity with their audience. But they're in it also to make a lot of money. And <laughs> so if you are the brand and you just approach an influencer out of the blue and say, "Hey, 
sell my stuff. Uh, and I'll tell you what, I'll give you 5% of anything you sell. Guess what? <laughs> I can just tell you from the, in, I'm, I'm not an influencer influencer, but you know, I've been, I've done a lot of influencer deals with my other stuff. And I can just tell you, guess what? It, it, true influencers, not me, true influencers, they get hit up dozens, if not hundreds of times a day with offers. So I think the first part, like we were talking about with niching, niching, like if you know who your audience is and you know who this influence is and you have a shared passion about serving that audience, I think that's probably a good, um, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I, I think I'm kind of leading them, Jared, into the right uh, the, the right space right here, but I'll let you take it from here. Yeah, I, you know, people don't want to be sold to, they want to be helped. And when you get help, you want to get help from the right person, right? Like we help persons influencer marketing is, um, well, let me just start with this. One time I did consulting for a brand that was doing around 20 million a year, all with influencer marketing and basically one product. And I was brought in to help diversify the sales channels and, and you know, build the business and all this. And um, basically the first thing I do is sort of look at what the business is doing and who they're selling to and how warm the audience is. And basically, from my research, what I found out was $20 million a year in product, okay? Um, their audience didn't even know their brand existed. They not, they not only didn't know the brand name, they didn't even know the brand existed. Beware, when you're selling through influencers, they're not just buying because they may like your brand or think it's cool. They're mostly buying because they like the influencer. <laughs> So if you don't do a good job after the sale of actually establishing yourself as a brand to that customer, they're going to have no clue who you are. And again, going back to building the, the fake business, one thing that you should do before working with any influencer is make sure their audience is real. <laughs> it's just so funny because... yeah. Yeah, we've done influencer marketing so much over the years. It was a lot uh, harder back in the day um, to build a large fake audience, um, <laughs> you know, and because it was a little bit more authentic. Like people didn't really understand the concept when we first started doing it. But there are tools you can use now that will show you how much engagement an influencer has before you work with them, how many comments, you know, it'll give them a grade. And you can make sure that they're not just, you know, talking to fake fans and followers. There's some manual checks you can do as well, right? So once you can do that, you can actually use those same tools, take your target customer persona. You should have one for your customer. I usually show mine on the podcast. It's hanging on the walls here at the business. It has about a hundred points, about two different target customer personas that we market to. You should be able to match your target customer persona to the analytics around that influencer's real audience before you even reach out or before you even work for them. So off the bat, I think getting started, people usually kind of get started on the wrong foot and they reach out. And like you said, the influencer, by the way, like I'm, I'm you know, it's like, how do people consider me an influencer? It just blows my mind. I feel like you, Josh, I'm like, I feel like a fake influencer or something, but um, 
<laughs> no, it's, well, and listen, and I think that every, every, here's, I think everybody is an influencer, right? It's, you know, what is the impact that you can create? And if you can create more impact for a great partner, then, you know, okay, so you're an influencer that has a little bit more ability yeah. to drive sales or or to drive action. And so, um, which is why, like, I'm a huge fan of, you know, uh, UGC for brands. And it's like, how can you turn your customers, your raving fans into, rather than just one influencer with like 100,000 followers, could you get a thousand of your customers to share it with a hundred of their fans? And can you make that ridiculously easy? Uh, I love that. We we really concentrated on that a lot with, with uh, Savings Angel and making it just everybody, as soon as you signed up, you automatically had an affiliate code. And if you want a free membership, all you have to do is just share it with four other people and yours is free for life kind of thing. And just make that a part of your culture and celebrate your users. And I mean, that just, that builds community. It is win, win, win all the way around, but I'm not the expert. I'm just, (laughs) (laughs) I, that sounded good to me. I mean, we, yeah, we leverage UGC on every single landing page that we're promoting because it always converts higher as long as you're showing faces, which you should, whether it's videos or photos, um, UGC is huge. And, and this just boils down to think of the last business you were new to you were brand new to, and think about walking in or purchasing from them and having your experience, whether it's food or consuming something or using a product and then finishing and being so stoked that you couldn't help but to tell people about it. Yep. That's the key. <laughs> it's like, like if you're not doing that, if you're like buying something that's kind of cheap from China and shipping it in the same Chinese box with like barely translated instructions, People are probably not having that experience. It's about setting the price correctly, making sure there's an experience around it, making sure the visual appeals to whoever's consuming the product. And just, you want people in, you want them invested. Mm -hmm. We've all had those experiences. You know, I feel like I have that experience every time I eat an In-N-Out burger. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. You know, so and the secret menu, right? It's like stuff like that. It's just moments of delight uh, that people crave. Surprise them with something that goes just a little bit beyond the typical transactional e-com experience, and you've got a customer, potentially a customer for life. Yeah, that's the goal. That's absolutely the goal. I love it. Okay, Jared, your website, Beefy Sites. Dot com. When somebody goes there, you have a lot of ways that you help uh, e-com business owners, but what would you recommend kind of the path for yeah. someone uh, that's like, wow, I'm in, where do I go? What do I do? How do I get into your world? Sure, sure. Um, I would say for the most part, just uh, if you, any handle, any social media handle, beefy sites, or if you go to my website and just message me, uh, please do. And uh, usually the best route is for me to help one-on-one consulting, but I do, pardon me, I do have some digital products that people can consume and go through on their own if they'd like. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. And again, your website, beefysites.com. There's like the $99, $97 e-com club. You provide coaching courses, a Facebook group, uh, lots and lots of great stuff. A um, lot of great resources there. So Jared Mitchell has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Uh, 
And uh, really appreciate it. For those uh, who have not seen uh, my interview and clips on our social media, um, <laughs> depending on the photo you're looking at of Jared, Jared can be, especially if you do that eyebrow thing, spitting image of Jack Black. <laughs> <laughs> especially on uh, the Photoshop Nacho Libre photo, which I love. Yeah, so. I think that you should use that photo for this podcast. I think we should. <laughs> I think... I think I need to rebrand into the Nacho Libre of e-commerce. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Jared Mitchell, thank you for joining us. Thanks so much, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free, no credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. And we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.